What's up, people? It is Sunday, September 16th. My name is B. Hill, and it's the Just My Opinion podcast, so let's talk. Uh, it has been a minute since the last podcast, and I apologize. Um, it has been crazy the past few weeks, but ultimately, I've just been lazy doing it. Uh, and that's on me. I take full responsibility for that. Uh, let's jump right into it. I am so glad that football season is back, uh, college football as well as NFL. Uh, it has been boring the past few months without it, but the one thing I really want to talk about right now is Deion Sanders and the job that he's doing in Colorado. Uh, I've always respected Deion. I respect him as a man. I respect him as a coach um, because at Jackson State and at Colorado, he seems to really care about the kids and wanting them to be productive citizens. Um, He talks about that constantly, but especially going to Colorado, there has been a lot of hate for this man. Um, And I think it's been unjust and I think it's been racist, honestly. Uh, because most of the criticism is coming from white men. Uh, they hate to see a confident black man succeed. They hate it. And they are waiting for his downfall. Um, so to start, before they played the last game, or their first game last week, uh, they played TCU. And prior to the game, all of these so-called experts uh, were saying that Colorado was going to lose. They were going to get beat down. One dude actually said that Colorado had the worst roster in college football. Uh, they were projected to lose by 20. Um, and TCU was a program that was in the national championship game earlier this year. So they played for a national title. Well, Colorado came out. They hung with them. Uh, And they won, I think it was 45-42. So, Colorado started their season off 1-0, beat one of the top teams in the country, um, and beat them convincingly. Uh, Yesterday, Colorado played Nebraska. That was supposed to be another game that they were supposed to lose. Colorado, I think, beat them, I think it was like 36-13 or something like that. And... I'm just so happy for Dion because of all the hate that he's been getting and all the people that just want to see this man fail. Um, And all he's doing is just trying to be a good coach and a good leader and build character within that program. That's what I've seen. Uh, And he has high expectations for his team, uh, socially as well as in the classroom, as well as on the field. Uh, But I think just the fact that so many people want to see him lose. Um, I definitely think it stems from racism and just they hate his confidence. I've never heard him say anything negative about another program or another coach. Um, And I'm just saying I've never heard him say it. I'm not saying he's never done it, but I've never heard it. But he always tries to show respect to people. And he doesn't get that same respect, especially over the summer. And with the transfer uh, portal and everything, there was just so many criticisms of him and his program. And even if they didn't win another game the rest of the season, 
they've already doubled the number of wins that team had last year. Last year, Colorado was 1-11, and they're already 2-0. So it would be a success, but I know he's not going to be satisfied with with that. Uh, and his son, Shador, he's turning out to be a, a really good quarterback. He has almost... I think a thousand passing yards. He's at like over 900 passing yards in just the first two games, and I think seven passing touchdowns. Uh, amazing start to his career, at Colorado. Uh, so just much respect to Dion and the University of Colorado, and I just hope they continue to succeed um, despite all the negativity that people bring to them. Uh, now on to the NFL, kicked off on. Thursday night, and I'm actually watching a couple of games right now, but uh, Kansas City, they're going to have some issues without Travis Kelsey. Uh, they ended up losing, and I forgot who they even played. Oh, they played uh, Detroit Lions, and Detroit looks really good, too. I think they built a nice team up there, um, and our fantasy football league has started again. One thing about the fantasy league that I run, um, sometimes I can be a little lenient. Like as of right now, every year I have a policy or a rule that the fees must be paid by kickoff of the first regular season game, which was Thursday night at 7.20. At that point, uh, I would say by 6 o'clock, there were three people that had not paid their fee. Uh, I sent text messages saying, hey, you know, I need to get this by uh, 7.20 by kickoff or there's a one-game penalty, which means um, in their matchup for that week, if they win, I'm going to zero their points out and give them a loss. I'm going to remove all their points. That's a rule that I've had for the past 10 years. Uh, One dude that has been kind of consistent with paying late he ended up sending me his money like 30 minutes after kickoff. And it's annoying because I've had issues with this dude before. I texted him on Monday or Tuesday of last week with the regular season starting on Thursday. He texted me Thursday at like 6 o'clock just to confirm it was $40. And I said, yeah, then, you know, an hour later he sent the money. The second person is my dad. I saw him last weekend. And I told him he needed to pay. And he was like, oh yeah, I get you. So I saw him yesterday and got his money. But technically, I should be deducting points from him too. Uh, and then the third person is one of my good friends. I know he's good for it, but it's $40 and you've known for three months. You know, what the deadline was. So. I'm trying to be nice, uh, but I think going forward, I'm just, it, there's no excuses at this point. You know, we, because my dad is, this is his, I think, fourth season playing with us, but the other two have been around long enough. And you kind of taking my kindness for weakness, and I really don't appreciate it. I know you're good for it, but come on, that's $40, man, over three months. You, you know better. So I'm going to follow up with him today. If he doesn't pay, uh, by Tuesday, he's going to be deducted points, and it's on him because I just talked to him last week, and he knows the rules. He's been around, so uh, shouldn't be a surprise, but 
outside of that. Uh, so far, my teams are doing well, uh, and I'm just enjoying the football right now. Um, then I want to talk about, there's been a lot of conversation about um, protecting black women. And this stems from a video that was posted by a lady who, she had a swollen face. And she claims that she was outside and there was a bunch of people around. She claims that somebody hit her in the face with a brick because she would not give her phone number to a dude. Um, now, when I first saw the video, you know, I was like, man, who would, who would do that just because she would give a number? But then I kind of waited, didn't want to say anything about it. And things start coming out like a couple of people that were there because she was saying that all these people were standing around when she got attacked and nobody protected her. That's what she was talking about, the black men, that nobody protected her and they just allowed this to happen. Well, a couple of people that were there, uh, you know, they've come out and said that that didn't happen. They said she's known to be a troublemaker within their community. Uh, they said that they didn't see her get hit with a brick. They didn't know what happened to her. Um, other people said that they weren't even there at the time or the lady wasn't even there at the time around that group of people. They didn't know what happened to her. And just some weird stuff has been coming out about this situation that um, they're saying that she did it on her own. Um, so I'm not sure if it's true or not. But to the conversation about protecting black women, um, it's been interesting to get different perspectives. Because one black lady said that, you know, sometimes it's on an individual uh, to protect themselves and not put themselves in situations where there could be harm. I totally get that. Um, you know, and some people use that as an opportunity to bash men and say how, you know, we're no good and all of that stuff. And this just... It leads me to, I start thinking about like dating and stuff because I'm single, I'm dating. And just recently, I've been talking to somebody. And we met online. Um, so we decided to meet up last weekend. And initially we were supposed to meet on Saturday. She had picked a spot that was, she lives about an hour away. She picked a spot that was kind of in between, closer to me than her. Uh, we had always talked about meeting between 3 or 4 o'clock. And I actually went to the Cheesecake Factory and got her favorite cheesecake that I was going to surprise her with. Well, I get to the spot. Now, mind you, we briefly texted that day, but didn't necessarily confirm a time because in our previous communication, she had already said between 3 or 4 o'clock. So I thought that was understood. Well, I get to the venue at about 2.45. 3 o'clock rolls around, she's not there. 3.30 rolls around, she's not there. 4 o'clock rolls around, she's not there. 4.15 rolls around, she's still not there. Then I get a text message about 4.20. And she was like, oh, what time are we going to meet? I said, well, I thought we were supposed to meet at 3. I've been here since 2.45. And she was like, oh, well, we didn't confirm it, and I just like to confirm stuff. I was like, you know what, cool, I'm going to the house. So I left. I wasn't necessarily mad, uh, but I go back home. 
So we talked that night and we decided to meet up the next day uh, and have breakfast. So I get the cheesecake. I meet up for breakfast. She shows up. I'm not physically attracted to her. She was cool. We still been talking, but I'm not physically attracted to her and I would not date her. Uh, But I paid for breakfast. I paid for the cheesecake. No issues. I have zero issues paying for anything. But when I sit and think about it, what was she out of? I'm out of money for the cheesecake, for the breakfast. What is she out of? What did I gain from it? You know, it maybe that's a shitty way of looking at it, but it is what it is. And I say that because I've been seeing a lot of stories from women talking about they will never answer the question when they meet someone of what do you bring to the table. And one girl was talking about, I'll never answer that question because I am the table. I don't need to, you know, tell you how much money I make. I need to know you can take care of me. You can take care of the dates. Uh, When we go out on our first date, the guy has to pay for the Uber there and home, has to pay for the meal. Uh, she She needs to know that he's a provider and can take care of her. She doesn't need to prove anything because she's worth it. Okay, from a male perspective, how do we know you're worth it? We don't know you. And with this young lady I went out with, she's sweet as she could be. Um, we had the conversation. You know, it's not necessarily uh, specific to what do you bring to the table, but I always put out um, and state what I'm looking for and what I'm looking for in a partner. And I always tell them I'm looking for somebody independent because I, I refuse to take care of another grown adult who's capable of taking care of themselves. And if you can't take care of yourself, I can't help you. Because I'm not going to take care of me and you as well. I'm looking for a partner that we can build together. You know, because I want to, I look big picture. I want to put money in savings. I want to be able to travel and do what we want to do. Um, When we go on vacation, I want to be able to splurge a little bit. I'm not talking about being frivolous, but just being able to enjoy our vacation. And that comes with planning, that comes with managing your funds, um, and that comes with being on the same page financially. I had a conversation with my ex-girlfriend a couple of weeks ago, and my ex-girlfriend is a sweetheart, and I will always love her, and I want her to be happy, and I want her to find somebody who's uh, suitable for her. And it's just not me because we're just, we think differently about what I feel are major things in a relationship. For instance, uh, she's getting a settlement from a car wreck. And she had the car wreck a couple of years ago. So she had to buy a new car. Her car is maybe two and a half years old. And she said she was thinking about when she get her settlement, paying her car off and then going to get the SUV that she really wants. My thought process is, if you're paying your car off and your car is only two years old and it still has warranty on it, why would you create another bill? Why not just stack your money? But I told her, it's your money, you do whatever you want to do. But the person I'm looking for will understand that big picture 
and say, you know what, I can pay my car off, save money, then we can do other stuff, or she can do other stuff. I don't dictate what anybody does with their own money, because it's none of my business, but I told her, you know, she have money, do whatever you want to, but the person I'm looking for wouldn't think like that. They would look at the bigger picture and want to save or even pay off other bills, not create bills when you can get rid of bills. It just doesn't logically make financial sense to me. But again, that's just me. And she thought I was being petty by saying that. Um, Also, she just got another job and took a pay cut. And if you're already struggling, you find a job, yeah, you're happier, but that's going to bring on additional stress because you're making less money. So if we got back together, what would that mean? I'm having to compensate for what you're lacking. And in a relationship, I don't have a problem helping you out, but when you're creating issues and you're going backwards, I'm 49 years old. I don't have time to wait on someone to get their stuff together. That's how I feel. And if I'm wrong, you know, everybody has their own opinion about stuff, and this is just my opinion and the way I look at things. I don't need anyone to help me with anything. Again, I'm looking for a partnership where we can support each other when needed, but I don't want to always be on me, especially financially. Uh, I'm not looking for anybody to take care of me. Uh, And again, I have no issue with paying for anything, but especially when you're new in a relationship and you're just talking to somebody, and you're talking about what you're worth and you're worth this and I don't know that because you haven't had time to for me to figure that out yet you can tell me well but it hasn't been proven to me but yet females want a dude to come to the table with all of this stuff finances and being able to take care of them that's just crazy and the person that was saying this stuff it, it's hard to believe she even has a dude honestly but it is neither here nor there. Um, but just dating, especially at 49, has been really interesting. And um, as I told the young lady I went out with, you know, I didn't have any expectations other than just to, you know, have a good conversation, which we did. Uh, like I said, we've still been talking, but uh, I just don't see anything romantic. Uh, going on outside of just a friendship she's a sweet person and with her I hope she finds the person that's meant for her but I just don't think it's me Uh, until then I'll keep looking and it is what it is Um, it's been some crazy stuff on social media lately like a lady just posted a video saying how happy she was she said she's 29 Uh, She's not married. She doesn't have any kids. And she was just talking about how much she's enjoying her life. Uh, She went to the Beyonce concert, had some drinks, and didn't have to worry about paying a babysitter or uh, just only having to worry about herself. And she was talking about how happy she was to be child-free and not married. And the negative comments she got from single dudes you know, people talking about how she needed to kill herself or it's just crazy over somebody just enjoying their single life. I mean, 
social media can be such a negative place for no reason at all. You know, I've said before, I don't see why people go on any social media platform just to try to hurt somebody else's feelings. It's like, if you don't like something, just move on with your life. You don't have to comment. You know, these are miserable people that their intention is to hurt somebody else's feelings. Um, Those are sad, lonely individuals if that's how you get your kicks by putting somebody else down. Um, But all of the hate comments because somebody else is happy is just ridiculous. But that's kind of the social media area we're in. Um, And then I saw an interesting story that a husband left his wife at the airport uh, because she missed a flight. And the back story to that is uh, originally they had a trip planned to go visit his daughter. So I'm assuming her stepdaughter um, and the wife overslept. They missed their flight, so had to rebook. Then they get to the airport. They had boarding in 15 minutes and the wife decides she wants to go to a different terminal to go to Starbucks. And at that point, he had to make a choice. Was he going to wait for his wife and possibly miss the flight again or go see his daughter? He chose to go see his daughter. And I think that was the right choice. Um, she's proven twice that she <laughs> doesn't really, in my opinion, want to be involved. Um, it's almost like she's finding reasons not to go. She overslept the first time and then, you know, missed the flight the second time. So I think that's something that he really needs to evaluate that relationship with his wife because she doesn't really seem that she's that interested in making the daughter a priority. And I'm glad he made that decision um, to go see his daughter. So. It would be interesting to see how that played out once he got back. But to me, it sounds like the wife didn't want to go in the first place. So he made the right decision. Uh, then there was another video of a lady who's... She opened her front door and it was just a bunch of groceries out in her front door. And she's saying that her baby's father, she had called him and said that she needed some groceries. But she wanted him to send money. Instead of sending her the money, he bought a bunch of groceries and had them delivered to her house. And she was mad about that because she would have preferred the money. So she said she could get what she wanted to get them. And it looks like he spent quite a bit because it was, I would say, at least 10 to 15 bags of groceries on her front door. But yeah, she's mad he didn't send money, but he is providing for his child. And based on just a short video, it sounds like she has multiple kids and not all of them are his. So all of that, those groceries will go to all of her kids, not just the one um, she has with him. And she just sounded so ungrateful that he spent the money on what she needed or on groceries and not because he didn't send her the money. That just sounded extremely bitter and petty to me. Um, And then... The police are still out of control. Um, There was a video of this black man and white man kind of squaring up on each other about to fight. And they were pushing each other. Uh, They were both the aggressor. 
Now, no punches were thrown, but it was a lot of talk, a lot of posturing and gesturing and some pushing. Uh, police show up and immediately pepper sprayed a black dude. Now, both people were the aggressor. They pepper sprayed the black dude and then pulled the white dude to the side and said, you know, you're going to be okay. Without <laughs> knowing the details, I mean, still, you know, being black is, you're assumed as the aggressor. And that's a perfect example of that. And then I saw a story this morning where uh, police show up to a neighborhood on a shots fired call. Uh, a black homeowner heard the commotion and came outside to see what was going on. The police approached him. He talked to the police, but then they asked for ID and he refused to give it to him because he was on his own property and he hadn't done anything wrong. They put him in handcuffs and tried to arrest him for obstruction. A senior police officer came, told uh, the police to take him out of the handcuffs, said he was good to go. Uh, a couple of days later, they came back with the warrant for the husband for obstruction. The wife said he wasn't at home, so they arrested the wife, took her to the station, and told her they would let her go once he turned himself in. And of course, they filed a lawsuit. I mean, that's just crazy. It's just, it's crazy. What will happen is there will be a lawsuit, the police will lose, and taxpayers will have to pay. They'll end up paying for it. Uh, But that just makes no sense whatsoever. Um, According to Verbal Middle Finger for this week, once again, it's the police officer or it's the police department. Um, There was a video that circulated earlier in the week, the last week, of a police officer kissing this lady uh, and putting her in the backseat of his uh, patrol car. They got in the backseat of patrol car together and was in there for a while, so you can only guess what they were doing. But this was in broad daylight across the street from the house where there were kids and adults outside in plain view. Uh, so a video was taken, a video posted online, went viral. The next day, or within the next couple of days, the per- that house um, of where the video was taken from got raided by the police uh, for no reason at all. They didn't have any probable cause, and they tore this man's house up. Every room threw stuff out the drawers, slipped over the beds, ransacked the home. And, of course, it was an act of intimidation because they released the video because I think the officer was put on leave. But if this is the kind of retaliation you get for reporting something that the officer did wrong, and, again, it was in broad daylight while he was on duty, he was in full uniform. And the police retaliate like that. You know, it makes you continue to lose faith in... uh, police officer's duty to uh, protect and serve if they're going to retaliate you know so that whole police department gets the verbal middle finger uh, and I can't think of the name of it um, but I think it was probably a pol- uh, police force in Florida because Florida do some crazy stuff uh, and last but not least the quote of the week is sometimes your circle decreases in size but increases in value Life is not about the quantity of friends you have. It's about the quality of friends you have. That is it for this week. I'm going to finish watching these games. Thank you for listening. God bless. Peace.